0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tech Talk with VLink podcast, brought to you by VLink Inc. Thanks for joining us. Today, we have a special guest for this episode of Tech Talk with VLink in honor of Women's History Month. We've been speaking with women in leadership positions this month, and today, Connecticut State Representative Eleni Kavros-DeGraw joins us to talk tech and other things. Eleni was elected in November of 2020 to represent the 17th District in Avon and Canton. She is a member of the Energy and Technology Committee, is vice chair of the Finance Committee, and serves on the Public Health Committee. Eleni is no stranger to leadership. She served as an active board Member for Hands on Hartford for six years, led initiatives and built teams to raise funds and secure resources for schools, food banks, and child advocacy groups. A resident of the Farmington Valley for more than 20 years, Eleni lives in Avon with her three children and husband. And thank you so much for being here on Tech Talk, Eleni. It's so glad. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's really great to be here. And, you know, this is one of my favorite months of the year, Women's History Month. So it's an honor to be present.
0: Yeah. Well, I just, I appreciate it. And uh, in honor of Women's History Month, Month. let's talk about how more and more women are getting involved in what used to be kind of considered mostly roles for men, kind of at the state and local level. It's great to see you involved in many others.
1: Yes. And, and I have to say, when I look around the chamber, there are a lot more women than there used to be. And it's so funny. A constituent sent me a photo last week from 1915 of the legislature and how it looked. And not only did it look very smoky, because I think you were allowed to smoke it, <laughs> yeah. but um, no, it's wonderful. I, you know, there are so many wonderful programs out there that are encouraging Women to run, especially after the 2016 election. You know, in the mid 90s, we had a bunch of women who really were excited about running for office, and then it sort of tapered off. But I think that after 2016, there were more women that got excited and said, "You know what? I think we want we want to get out there and we want to have more women in the pipeline." And that's a critical piece of that. And that's really it's not just about politics; it's about women in the pipeline for you know having membership on a board or having women in uh, executive positions at corporations. I actually served on the governor's transition team. Um, it's a, it was a very short position for about three weeks. And I was on the women's subcommittee. And one of the things that we recommended to the governor was that for any board that um, had uh, received funding from the state, any company that received funding from the state, that that board would have a makeup of 50% women. And the reason we made that recommendation, which some people were like, why would you even need to do that? Well, actually, when women serve on boards of corporations, that corporation is less likely to have fiduciary errors. So we thought that was a really interesting finding. um, Because for some reason, when women are at the table, when women are in the room where it happens, sometimes the Zoom where it happens, they're more likely to ask questions and and not just nod along as things are happening. We all do better when we have more information to make better decisions.
0: For sure. And uh, you know, as a woman, and I know you and I've talked before, I think sometimes we struggle with that work life balance. I know you have a family, you have three yep. kids, um, you volunteer, you work as a state representative. How do you how do you achieve work life balance?
1: Well, uh, some days are better than others. I'll be honest. <laughs> (laughs) Um, You know, honey, I I was listening to um, Judge Brown, who's going through the Supreme Court uh, hearings right now, and she said, you know, sometimes she was a better mother than than others. You know, it's not just women who work outside the house. It's women who are working at home with their families as well. For me, the best thing you can do is empowering the people around you. You don't have to make every decision, even though sometimes I think we try to take everything on. And a lot of times we're the default or the mom, but I think that if you start dropping some balls, there's a great book about, you know, dropping balls as a woman and, and how to, you know, basically empower other folks to p- to pick them up, whether it's your spouse or your kids. You know, you end up with more empowered kids in some ways. But those boundaries are important. I also think that as women, you know, because we're working, because we're moms, because you know, we're we're trying to be good good wives or spouses or partners, you know, we forget to take care of ourselves. But I, yeah. I my mom, uh, just retired from being a flight attendant for 50 years, and I always think about what they tell us on those planes: you've got to put that oxygen mask on first. <laughs> And um, so I, I try to put my oxygen mask on first because I am a much better parent, a much better uh, partner and a much better legislator when I know that I have taken care
0: of my basic needs and, and,
1: and whatever works for you. I mean, even if it's five minutes in your day.
0: You could fit so, it all in, you know, fitting yeah. it all in for sure yep. is tough because we love to talk tech here at yeah. V-Link. You're on the Energy and Technology Committee. Yes. Any initiatives at the state or local level that are currently in the works, especially in regard to technology that we we would want to know about?
1: Well, I have to say, you know, I, part of my interest in being on the Energy and Technology Committee was I had had interest in being on the Environmental Committee. So part of the reason I wanted to be on that committee was it's not typically a committee that women have served on in the past. Yeah, and so we right. wanted to get women on that committee, number one. Number two, uh, because of the energy focus, and there's so much technology, you know, coming and already here for green initiatives, that was part of my interest. You know, I would say just this week, we heard about some fascinating things, because we're constantly talking about when it comes to energy, making sure that that the grid Mm. is so fragile and how can we shore up the grid. So because 60 Minutes just did an excellent piece a few weeks ago that I invite everybody to check out about the fragility of our grid. Both and so looking at Mm -hmm. the technologies that are going to help us manage the energy. You know, we we look to sometimes to other countries to see what they're doing. We've heard about instead of a solar array solar array, say in a farmer field farmers field, you would see you know solar floating on various canals. And so then that's how they're grabbing Mm -hmm. their power, which I thought was a pretty interesting piece of technology. Also like there's companies out there uh, including Tesla, but others as well that have developed solar panels for roofs that are actual shingles. So instead of having the big panel, oh, you cool, have individual shingles that are you know taking in that energy. Um, so I, those are the kinds of things that you know. Sometimes we have people on the energy and technology approach us. We've done a lot on public health actually about mm-hmm. clearing and clean air indoors, and and certainly air became more important thinking about what was in the air during the pandemic. So even listening to people talking about ways to, you know, clean the air and it's not just a HEPA filter anymore. And and what's the what are best practices? So I think that there are so many interesting um, companies that we have here in Connecticut that are doing so many fascinating things, variety of fields, you know, whether it's, you know, biotech or, you know, technology in terms of, um, you know, the the energy crisis or in terms of our climate crisis. I mean, there's so many I always say with chaos and crisis comes opportunity. And that's where I think all of these startup companies are so fantastic because they are able to come up with these amazing solutions. Then they get their capital and then they're able to be in the market and really be competitive. And we are just getting better and better, I think, for companies in Connecticut. And we are actively looking at ways that we can really capture all of these young people who are, mm. who are fantastic schools, have them stay here. So that way they can staff these
0: companies that want to build here. I love your passion for the job. That's why I've always loved talking <laughs> with you. What advice do you have for women who aspire to work in state government and, and, and yeah. serve people?
1: Well, I have to say, I I came from a, um, a definitely from a, a place of service, a place mm-hmm. of, you know, I feel that to whom much is given, much is expected. And so that's how I sort yeah. of got it all this you know when women don't think that those are necessarily transferable skills but they all are and then you've Whatever it is that you did, perhaps, you know, in your career, that is also a transferable skill. And and frankly, as women, we're really good negotiators. We've had to negotiate with, you know, um, <laughs> lots of people for, throughout our whole lives, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's a little different being a woman walking through the world. So yeah. I would get involved in your community, you know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, find your, your local town committee, see what kind of help they might need. Um, if You know, the other things are, there are fabulous, fabulous uh, training programs out there. I did two mm-hmm. before. Um, the, the, well, I did one before the first time I ran and one before the second time I ran. There, um, There's one called Emerge Connecticut. That's just for Democratic women. But I always speak so highly uh, also of the Yale Campaign School. And that is that brings in women literally from all over the world. It's nonpartisan. If, when you have a nonpartisan experience like that, and especially when you have people coming in from around the world who have governments that are different than yours, it, you really learn so much.
0: Good, good advice. Yeah. And Eleni, thanks so much for joining us for Tech Talk with V-Link. I know I know you're busy. I don't want to take too much of your time. It's so great having successful women uh, join us in honor of this month. You're carving a path for those who are uh, are going to go after you. And we are truly appreciate your hard work and dedication in the effort. Well,
1: I thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate that, you know, the time that you took and, and that you're honoring women this month.
0: So thanks again. Our time is up. I hope you enjoyed this version of Tech Talk with VLink, where we apply our intellect and efforts and engineering powerful experiences for our valued customers.